This is Greg with GerterMusic.com, and you are listening to Wild Man and Steve. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wild Man and Steve show starts right now. Right. Oh, okay. yes. Actually, my son helped design that, so that was the that. first iteration. We got it. We've kind of updated it now, but um, but that. that was the first iteration of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're here with Abby Alexander. So this is really, really cool. You opened up the Harmony Music Fest this year. So congratulations on being the opening slot. That is that is very, very cool. So tell us a little bit about how you got into music. I mean, I heard your set. And you were telling the crowd um, kind of your, your musical background, but how did that, tell tell us how you got into that? Yeah, for sure. So my parents were firm believers that every child should learn one musical instrument, um, and I showed kind of a, a bent towards music early on. My mom, I think I sat up there when I was on stage. My mom said when I was a baby in the womb that I would kick every single time that she would be in a worship service. I would kick, and um, she knew from early on. She's like, this girl is going to love music. This girl's going to be into music, and so they gave me piano lessons when I was six. Um, I really wanted a guitar, and I remember sitting in the car listening to one of those like best worship hits of 2001 in the car on the way to the library, and there was this one song that we'd listened to, and I remember asking, Mom, what, what instrument is that? And she said, I think that's a guitar, and I decided, I was sitting in a car seat when I decided that I wanted to play the guitar. I was like, I really want to play the guitar. There was just something about it, specifically in worship, in, in just music in general, that I was like, that makes me feel closer to something higher than myself, that makes me feel like I'm part of something bigger. Um, and so my parents gave me a guitar when I was six. I taught myself guitar, I learned piano classically, and then I started songwriting when I was about nine, I think. Um, and I've just been writing ever since then, so. Wow, so that is that is cool. And I mean, I love this story of, I mean, obviously picking up guitar like when you're in the, in the car seat, it's yes. like, yeah, this is going to be the instrument for me. So, you know, the sound was so good, and you mentioned it to, as you were talking to the crowd, you know, some John Denver, and I certainly heard that. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about how you come to write the songs that you do. You obviously were playing on the acoustic, which had a beautiful sound to it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your writing process. Um, I think my writing process is so strange and it's hard to explain because it's almost more like a feeling than it is a thought. Sometimes I'll be going about my day and um, maybe I'll have like written a melody the day before. Like I'll just sit down, goof around on the guitar. I like weird tunings on my guitar. I like open D a lot. I use that um, today. Um, and so sometimes I'll be going about my day and I'll just have this like feeling of like, I need to sit down and write. And it's almost like a conversation between me and I would say it's probably the Holy Spirit, even though a lot of the music that I write doesn't specifically mention him. He gives me pieces of beauty in the physical world and the metaphorical world. And I just feel like I'm having a conversation with him when I'm sitting there writing this like, oh, it's, it feels like I don't even write my own songs. I just am told them and I sing them. And that is the biggest honor and the biggest privilege. I get just to sit in my room and listen to the song that already existed before me. And I just think that's beautiful. So. So you said something kind of interesting there, and we've had artists who have talked about this very issue. You said you don't always, maybe are explicit about the Holy Spirit yes. or about God in your lyrics. And some artists are very explicit. That's yes. the way they want to approach it. We want to be as explicit and in your face with Jesus as possible. Others say, hey, we want to slide in under the radar and, and be a little bit more subtle getting into people's lives. So tell us, what, what are you wanting to accomplish with your music and how are you wanting to do it? It definitely sounds like it might be in that more subtle under the radar kind of way. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So. I grew up on Switchfoot Need to Breathe a lot, and that's something that they did. Uh, specifically, John Foreman is a genius, and I remember just listening to his lyrics and being like, 
oh my word, I've listened to this song a million times. I never realized he's talking about creation. Or, oh, I never realized he's talking about salvation or like all these things. Um, and so I think there, I reached probably about 12 when I was like, I want to start writing things that are glorifying to God, but that anyone could listen to and want to keep listening to it, whether they're a believer or a non-believer, and maybe wake up one day and realize what I'm talking about or realize what life I'm living. And so a lot of my writing comes from, I would say, wholesome principles. And that's my goal. My goal is to write wholesome music. My goal is to be writing real authentic music that sounds like a conversation between me and someone else. Or I like to come up with stories. I'm a big storyteller. Some people have termed me as a troubadour. I don't know if I would call myself as such, but um, I, I like that term a lot. But um, I just like to write stories about people and about like beautiful stories that they have. And you can kind of sense somewhere in there, there's this, this overlap, like overarching um, theme of good of good whether that's good action good feeling good growth good character development it's just this like idea of good and i mean you can't have good apart from god you can't so that's kind of that's kind of my goal is to continue writing stuff like that that anyone would listen to and be like mm, there's something bigger here than her there's something bigger here than the story she's telling so. Wow, that is cool. In fact, I think we heard right here on the Wild Man and Steve show uh, the name of your record label. When you become so famous that you start your own label, it's going to be called Wholesome Music. Oh, I, I think that. that would be a great name for a record label. So you were telling the crowd a little bit, you got an EP coming out. So yes. tell us a little bit about that yeah. and uh, how people are going to be able to access yeah. that and, and when that's coming out for you. I am so excited about this. It's the first thing I've ever recorded. Um, I have a, uh, an EP of five songs that I've written probably within the past three years. I've been recording since the beginning of the summer. Um, and it will come out on October 22nd, Lord willing. October 22nd on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, it's getting really close. It's getting in those phases of um, being extremely close. And um, a lot of them have different themes. Like, I don't even know if there's an overarching like theme of the album, but um, I'm just really excited because it's my favorite personal original songs that I've written are on there. So I'm so excited to get out to the world. Absolutely. So tell the fans, where can they find Abby Alexander online, social media? Where's the best place for folks to connect with you? Perfect. Um, right now, Instagram is the best way to connect with me. I have um, a, a personal Instagram page and then I have a music Instagram page and the music page, I, I look at it a lot. So if you ever want to check out my music and contact with me, it's that Abby Alexander music. Um, and then I think that's really the only thing. I'm working on a website right now, which is really exciting. That will probably launch at the beginning of 2022 um, so that people can get a hold of me that way if they have inquiries or want to get access to my music. I'm hoping maybe to do merch soon as well because some of my friends are like, we want we want how to wear things with your like your lyrics on. I'm like, that's awesome. So that will be coming soon. But right now, Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. Fantastic. So you heard it there, folks. It's that Abby Alexander on Instagram. Look for a website coming in 2022. We got some music coming out. And I got to say, for all you fans of really good, well crafted songs, she's a songwriter, she's a song singer. And so, what I just heard today, uh, if you like John Denver, if you like classic folk music, uh, it's just beautiful stuff. So be sure to check out Abby Alexander. Abby, it's really great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it so much. Thank you guys. Vinegar and salt in my tears with the faults of my last two days. Pillowcase the floor and I'll cha-cha through the store just to change my pace. Trying to pretend that I won't lose my friends to this romantic. Tell me why I'm crying over them. Myself lost in a five pound crayon box Am I green or gray? Do we even know the colors that we show Till we're used up anyway Looking for the blue cause it's all I wanna do Yeah, so we are so glad to have the uh, bird songs back with us uh, Those of you who may remember last year's uh, series A podcast we had on the Harmony Music Festival uh, We are so uh, blessed to have uh, the bird songs, and actually we only had a couple of birds 
uh, last year, but uh, now we got the whole flock. So uh, we're really excited uh, to have everybody. So uh, perhaps we could just do a quick uh, around the table, just uh, give us your name and what you do, all the things maybe that you do uh, in the group, because you're certainly multi-instrumentalist and uh, obviously uber-talented musicians. So uh, give us your name and uh, what you do in the band. My name is Benjamin Birdsong. I play mainly guitar, but also some fiddle and mandolin, do a bit of songwriting and a lot of singing. Hello, my name is Philip Birdsong, and I play drums, guitar, and sing. I'm Colleen Birdsong, and I mainly play the bass, but a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of mandolin and violin and background vocals. I'm uh, Timothy Birdsong. I play uh, keys, uh, electric guitar, and bass. Not at the same time. Though. <laughs> so, one of the things that uh, obviously we, we notice is that you all have the same last name, which obviously suggests a family connection here. So, we heard a little bit of the story last year from you guys, but uh, maybe tell us a little bit more. Maybe a couple of the other members can talk to us. Uh, how did you guys get into music? Did you all kind of come at it at the same time growing up, or couple people in the family did it, and the others are like, hey, that's cool, I want to be a part of that action. So, uh, I don't know who wants to go first, but tell us a little bit of your story. Well, my dad grew up in, uh, in Arkansas, influenced by just the South, and then moved to Southern California, a whole different world, and that's where he got into kind of drugs, alcohol, and rock and roll, and uh, listening to very, very heavy, heavy music. And so, when he, when Christ marvelously saved him, transplanted him to Seattle, Washington, he met uh, our mother and had us as kids and he thought music was going to take a back seat it was going to be you know not a part of his life almost something he had to give up for the sake of christ um but then it's a god's sovereign plan that his kids uh, all play rock music and love it and uh and do it to glorify god so i think it's kind of a present to my dad and yeah. i know there's a lot of people who feel the same way that you can glorify god in, in heavy music so yeah. we're definitely definitely on board yeah, uh, I started playing music when I was about four and a half, and it's one of those things, I wasn't good at anything, but I just love music, and I think that's kind of, you know, God made a space for that, so not good at math or anything else, but it, uh, <laughs> music just kind of came naturally, it was weird, and so even as we started to play music, I just, there already was something there that I enjoyed about music, and then it just kind of blossomed into what it is today with kind of all the facets of what music can do. But I think the coolest thing is it can be a great vehicle for the gospel. So whether you're shredding on an eight string guitar and having a, you know, a smile on your face in the middle of a mosh pit, praising Jesus, or, you know, going to a, a Bill Gaither show or whatever, you know, any, anything in between, you know, the gospel is the same, the vehicle changes and, uh, yeah. I like a heavy, heavy vehicle every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I, I have to say, I think that this might be the first time in the history of anything recorded where the phrase "mosh pit" and "Bill Gaither" were used yeah. in the same <laughs> sentence. We, we almost were, the, we were there. We, it was really funny. We did back in the day. We, we kind of cycled through like bluegrass and then bluegrass with drums, southern gospel, country rock to kind of what we do now. But we went to some Bill Gaither type things or yeah. some, you know, Southern Gospel events. We know a lot and we were the guys. only ones who afterwards, when we put our headphones, we'd be listening to like Demon Hunter and Disciple and, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. 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 And what's funny is the other kids were doing the same thing. So they'd get into jam sessions and be playing like old Leonard Skinner and weird stuff. And so we're like, we're like them. They all, they all like this music. So. <laughs> well, you know, I remember this from last year and I, and I heard it in your set again today. That, you know, you snuck in a little smoke on the water there. Oh. Uh, you know, and, miss. and so seriously, um, how do you go about approaching your live set? It, 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 there's obviously there's electric, but then there's mandolin, there's there's the fiddle, right? And and you've got uh, again just some of the, the sounds that you talked about enjoying. You really bring that eclectic mix to the stage show. So how do you go about actually constructing um, a set list and, and and what you're going to do on stage? We come by it honestly, for sure. I mean, it, really that us. is kind of the thing. It's, you know, we get up here and we crank it up and we rock out. But then we, it's almost like a flashback for us to go back and grab acoustic instruments and just kind of jam yeah. out. So, yeah, I think I think it's we probably have taken a hit in marketability because, I mean, we, our CDs, you send it to somebody to review and they're like, what, what happened on track four? You know, we had like heavy stuff going on and then... 
But it, I think there are a lot of people who it just maybe broadens their horizons, helps them love other people. Here. It's just kind of like different flavors. We're kind of a buffet musically. Yeah. And so, but it, it's really just who we are. And so maybe there's a very small group of people who like a little bit of everything. And so yeah. I think they enjoy it. Maybe it's a breath of fresh air. We're working on polka. Yeah. Polka's the hard one. We're working on that one. Polka metal. Polka metal. metal. Okay, that that I absolutely would have to hear. So tell us a little bit about any kind of projects. I mean, obviously you got the CDs out. You had some nice stuff at the merch table here today. Um, any projects you got going on the rest of 2021 as we head into 2022? Uh, touring or recording? Uh, what, what's on the horizon for you guys? Um, we've kind of done some demoing of some like acoustic um, songs from our. Uh, previous uh, couple albums and just kind of demo the demo those. So we're just gonna kind of work, continue yeah. working on those and uh, get those out. Yeah. During uh, during the lockdowns and kind of the pandemic start, you know, a lot of our events had to be canceled or postponed, and so any events that we did, um, some of them were scaled back a lot, and we ended up doing a lot more acoustic events, kind of outdoor things. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey, some of these songs kind of sound cool, acoustic. They kind of carry a different vibe, and and sometimes people listen differently when you do kind of turn stuff down. And uh, so I thought oh, that would be a really cool kind of sort of like a, a B sides, uh, do some alternate versions and things. Mm-hmm. And we're opening, you know, we have our kind of our home studio, so we're working on kind of building that up, and so. Uh, it'd be a fun sort of test drive of all the stuff that we've been working on kind of <laughs> off-road in yeah. that way. <laughs> well, you know, you talked about the fact that, you know, a record company may look at your stuff and go, we're not sure quite what to do with this because it is so eclectic. Yeah. And obviously, if what you wanted was the massive fame, the massive fortune, you would go with a cookie cutter sort of approach, right? Yeah. You would have the formula. We know what record yeah. companies uh, want, radio stations and that sort of stuff. So obviously, there's something else driving you guys. Uh, I think we kind of know what that is, listening yeah. to, to your music and so forth. But tell us a little bit about really what you hope to accomplish, whether it's through the recorded music or at a live show. What's your goal? I would say, yeah, go for it. I don't know. Okay. She doesn't know. No, I do, I do, but I for me, it's like, it's that moment where somebody says something in such a way where you understand that they know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's that, that maybe just that particular vocabulary that means that they're not the only ones who have felt a particular way. And so music really is a great way to say it, not only with a melody, you know, that God uses to touch hearts and just beauty, the beauty of music, but just trying to find those words to say, hey, no, really, I'm not just saying I feel sorry for you. I'm saying I'm here with you in that, and I've been there, and God is the only hope, and that look what he's done for me. And I hope that there's stories of victory in our life, you know, or maybe even just places of endurance where we've grown, you know. Uh, and Peter says it, it produces character, you know, suffering produces character. And so I'm becoming quite a character, and I want to help other people, you know, kind of, mm-hmm you know, go from that place where Satan is just saying, this is the end for you, this is all you're good for, and say that there's another chapter that's totally just going to kick him on, kick him in the rear, you know, start a whole new uh, war against Satan. So I hope that people go home angry at Satan, and they hope, and I hope they go into their communities and fight what he's doing there. Yeah, yeah. So somebody wants to go online and says, hey, I either need help with my character or I need to be, be a character. Uh, and I want the bird songs to help me with that. Uh, so where do people go online to find bird song music, social media, what, whatever? Where's the best place to find you guys? Um, you, probably the best uh, main hub would be our website, uh, thebirdsongsmusic.com. And then there you can go to you know Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, Facebook to kind of connect. And then with our music, you know, Spotify and um, mainly Spot- Spotify for our music if you want to... That's kind of our main streaming, and then um, to really connect with us uh, that way. All right, well, it's so cool having you guys uh, back at uh, Harmony Fest. It's so good. Uh, Wild Man Steve Show is really happy to be here again and get a chance uh, to talk with you guys again. So thanks so much. I certainly wish you blessings on your uh, your travels. Thank you, so Thank you so much. Thanks for bearing with us. Oh, yeah. At this festival, we're crew and band, so you're all looking at us.
So we're here at the uh, Harmony Music Festival. We got uh, David Dunn with us. David's going to be going on a little bit later, uh, so we have an opportunity to uh, catch him and talk with him a little bit. Uh, so David, first of all, if you would tell us, uh, what's your musical story, man? How did, how did you get into the creation and the performing of music? Um, I got into music creation because I was trying to impress women. <laughs> Which I'd probably argue is the majority of the stories when it comes to males who started doing music. Um, it was sort of a switch off. I was, I was big into sports all the way up through college. And then when my basketball career ended, music was like the... It was the natural progression of, of to fill the time slot that you know was the full time job of college athletics. Um, so I probably really like music became an actual giant section of my life. You know, my junior year in college. So that's the short answer. So I gotta say I can totally relate to that. It doesn't show right now, but I used to have as long a hair as yours, and uh, the total reason was because I read somewhere that girls were into guys with long hair, and so that's when I stopped getting a haircut. So, I mean, <laughs> totally, totally understand that. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your style. So, like I say, you're, you're going to be going on here at the festival later in the day. Um, what are some of your influences in music, and then what? how does that play into your own particular style uh, of, of musical performance? Um, yeah. I, mean, I play pop music, is what I call it, right? It's pretty, it's pretty heavy, progressive pop. Um, what we do up on stage is sort of play computers back and forth. So I've got a big drum pad, and I'm we're live triggering samples. So it tends, it, it basically every night we play, it ends up being a different kind of show because we of how the trigger ends up happening. We usually take like tangents and musical breaks, and my partners do the same thing. <laughs> He's got a keyboard, well, he's got keyboards, and then, and then tons of programming, processing, live trigger sampling. And so that's that's what we're doing on stage. So I got to say, I think that's particularly cool because I think for a lot of people, when they hear things about modern music, or especially with computers and so forth, they think sometimes that means lack of creativity uh, and that it somehow is canned. But as you just described right there, you're actually talking about something different every night. So that seems to me that, that really kind of heightens the creative aspect um, of what you guys are doing. So, so who are some of your influences? Uh, whether you're growing up, secular, Christian, or otherwise? Oh, man. I never know what to say when people ask me about musical influences. It's all over the place. When I was really small, I listened to some hard rock Christian bands like Petra. Petra is kind of in the back of my brain, and um, White Snake. Um, that was when I was really young, and then and there was like a country phase. I'm from Texas originally, so when I was like 15, all I ever listened to was like Tim McGraw and George Strait. Um, how did I end up getting into pop? I don't know. It's just a natural <laughs> progression. I've, I don't. I don't recall how it ended up being to where the genre that I was in was pop. I started off as kind of like a folk artist, more like a, a acoustic guitars, and and then it just it just naturally went into like you know progression computer stuff. It's what I make. It's what I like. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I really don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> You heard it there, kids. So if you start off with Petra, you might up listening to George Strait, and then you'll end up in pop. That is absolutely hilarious. And I got to say, my wife and I used to live in Texas. Uh, we, we loved our time in Texas, and uh, huge George Strait fans, huge Petra and White Snake fans as well. So you are totally talking my language here. So, so talk to us a little bit about uh, what kind of music you have out there. Are there any projects that you're working on at the moment? Uh, what what does the rest of 2021 heading into 2022 uh, look like for you? Yeah, um, yeah, lots of music out there. Just type my name in, and it'll pop up with more more music than you'll want to listen to, probably. Um, I am working on a new project right now, um, and I'm self-producing this one. So that's my first go at a full. I've done like partial co-production stuff, but I'm I'm literally self-producing this entire record, which has been. Exhausting, creatively exhausting. Um, I am rolling back a little bit now that we talked about my previous musical like uh, influences. I'm, I wrote a bunch of country songs, um, and by that I mean more like storytelling, um, 
a little bit more organic, and so a lot of that's going to go on this new record. It'll be a mix mash of like heavy programming, pop, and and um, almost like Willie Nelson folk. So it's going to be a wild record, but I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked on it. Some of the best songs I've ever written, I think, are going to be on this project. Well, that is fantastic. Uh, and, and at some point, we're going to come back here and talk about you know when that might come out or what your projected time for that to come out is. And, uh, <laughs> I wish I knew. We'll never get it done. So, so tell us a little bit about how you see marrying those kinds of sounds and music with Christian music, Christian lyrics, and so forth. Back in the day, that you mentioned Petra. Uh, we've had the guys from Petra on the show, and they talk about the fact that they got a lot of pushback. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, there was a lot of pushback from the church and Christians who would say, you can't play that kind of music. Now, here we are in 2021. I think a lot of that has gone gone away. You don't have some of that kind of pushback maybe as much as you used to. But how do you see folding in the, the Willie Nelson slash more computerized, all the stuff that you've talked about, how does that really fit in with what you're trying to accomplish with, with with your Christian message in your music. Yeah, here's the way I think about that, is is art is art. And it's the conduit for whatever you have to say. So what do you have to say? Conduit, I mean like electricity. Right? You can have good and bad content, uh, conduits. You can, you can have copper, which is a great conduit and relays your message really well. Or you can have plastic, which is a, which is a lousy conduit and it doesn't relay your message really at all. So, yeah. You know, Christian, not Christian, anyway, everybody is is saying something with their music. Um, and uh, and it's important to either to, to attempt to say it well. And so what I would what I would say is is especially with this project, what I'm really trying to do is not wreck songs. Is I'm 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 writing about things that I care about that I think are important, mostly has to do with me and my relationship with other people and me and my relationship with God. Those are like the typical things that are most of my life. Um, and so I'm, I'm literally trying to not wreck songs. Is that's, I'm, I'm very good at wrecking songs. Write a really good song and then I get in the studio and I like, let's throw all the coolest stuff that we can think of and it ends up just, you know, neutering and, and making the music terrible. <laughs> And so that's the main thing that I'm focused on now is, is I think these songs are great. I'm going to try really hard not to ruin them because I'm trying to be creative and go over the top in the, in the studio. You know, I love that. I love the respect for the song, but also, as you were saying, with the stories, you know, you're talking about you, relationships with other people, you, your relationship with God. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think those are the songs that people want to hear. I mean, we, we, we love sharing stories. That's when we get we, people get together. We share stories about relationships. And so I think that, that, that's why people really dig that. Now, you said we could put your name in uh, Google and a lot of stuff's going to come up. Is there a particular place that you would really direct people to, uh, social media or website or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, if you want to listen to music, then you can go to Spotify or Apple. And if you want to... If you want to find my socials, you can. My website is David Dunn Music, and it's got a list of pretty much the only social I pay attention to anymore is Instagram. Occasionally Facebook, for the most part, though. If you want to, if you want to holler at me, Instagram is the best place to do it. At. David T Dunn. All right, David T Dunn on Instagram and David Dunn Music on, on the web. Uh, David, we're certainly looking forward to hearing you later on today. So I know it's going to be great. Uh, it's great talking with you, man. Thanks. What the church is. It's not only a building, just like worship. It's not only a feeling. Grab a seat, hear the lesson, come the found of every person, check it off. Yeah, it's good enough what the church is. It's not just a building, the church is eyes. Stained glass, plate past, open up the 93. The words are up on the screen Anything to persuade and retain No empty seats huh. If you're hurt, take a shirt This is church, see you all next week What the church is It's not only a building Just like worship It's not only a feeling Grab a seat, hear the lesson Come the found of every person Check it off, yeah, it's good enough What the church So I'm happy to be able to talk with uh, John Hayes. He just finished a set at the uh, Harmony Music Festival, and uh, it, it was really solid. 
and we're appreciating him sitting down with us, giving us a little bit of his time because, uh, man, he put it out. He is exhausted, and it's a hot day, um, so a lot of music in the background. You can still hear the festival going on, so uh, we're going to try to have this interview over the top of that. So, John, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into music in the first place. You hear some baby cooing in the background. That's my daughter, Charlie. She's seven months old, so hopefully she won't disrupt. But uh, uh, yeah, I got into music. Um, honestly, it started when uh, I was about 11 years old. Uh, it was fifth grade in elementary school. My brother had been learning how to play guitar. And I decided if he's going to play guitar, I got to learn how to play guitar because this is too cool. So he's about five years older than me. So I started taking five uh, took guitar lessons. And it was kind of natural for me, man. It wasn't like a, a per thought thing. Oh, let me try to write songs now. Um, I literally picked up the guitar, learned my first four chords, and started writing songs immediately. So I've been kind of writing and then uh, performing since I was like about 11 or 12 years old. So. Wow, that is, so many artists will talk about that, you know, it's a family connection, yeah. parents, brother, sister, somebody like that to really get some into it. What would you describe as your style, or if you want to even talk about your influences, what kind of built into you to make you the artist that you are today? Influences are a lot easier to answer than style because I'm still very much in my formative years of kind of figuring out where my niche is. Um, so definitely singer-songwriter would be the closest genre because it's very, very broad. Uh, but I take influences from everything from like indie folk to like Americana roots rock to like alternative rock to, I mean, bluesy jazz stuff, everything. So biggest influences uh, for me are John Mayer, um, Switchfoot slash John Foreman. Um, and then need to breathe, all that kind of stuff. So kind of that that circle of influences, yeah. What what is so cool is you talk about all those different genres. Really, you think about how the Christian faith is able to take in everything. Because let's be honest, God is ultimately creative, and so He is the ultimate creator. We're created in His image, and so all these different styles can really communicate the gospel. Tell us a little bit about what you're trying to do with your music in terms of the message. Uh, or ministry, if you consider it that, maybe you don't. But but what kind of what are you trying to do with your music? Yeah, I think I've gone through several different evolutions with my purpose for this. Uh, in the beginning, uh, when I was a kid, I was very much straightforward of like I want to do Christian music. That's what I want to do. As I got older, I think I kind of wanted to be cool. So then I wasn't so sure. Um, but even as I as I matured more. I kind of realized, like, I wanted to be able to put all of who I was out, like a one-for-one -one reflection, and not not overcapitalize one part of my life over another part. So, I mean, I love Jesus. Like, I've been saved by the gospel. Like, that's a that's a huge part of who I am, and I want the gospel to come out in my music, and I want to make sure I'm faithful with those things, to where I don't bury the talent, sort of thing. And then Christ is like, you did it all for vain reasons, and it's kind of pointless, right? So, I definitely don't don't want to do anything in vain but I also don't want to do the CCM thing of like no you can only ever talk about God in cliches sort of thing and that's it right like I want to be able to do a one-for-one -one reflection of who I really am to where my reflection is uh, my music is a reflection of who I am completely not just my relationship with Christ which you know encapsulates everything but there's also different flavors in my relationship with my wife um, uh, thinking deeply about life and about art and about like pain and sorrow and struggle all this different stuff um, so I think a lot of my music ends up taking a prayerful kind of approach anyways uh, but I don't feel this thing of like I have to make sure God is in every single song by name right uh, it's like I could be just talking about creation itself or a great moment sort of thing as well as my relationship with the Lord you know so I want to make sure I stay faithful but I also want to be honest you know so you know, it's so cool because you got your family here, you got three little ones, uh, and I'm sitting here thinking, it's going to be so cool as they grow up to see and hear dad, not just the musician and the entertainer, but to see dad model what that looks like, how his faith really works like leaven through the loaf. You know, just it's working through every aspect of life. And so like you said, you know, with your lyrics, it's different things, but it's life. And that's what... Christ has called us to be, is to be that salt and light uh, out, out in the world. So that is fantastic. So tell us a little bit about any projects that you got. You got anything coming out uh, maybe the rest of this year or heading into 2022? Yeah, so right now uh, I finally kind of found my groove. Uh, like I said, I've been figuring out my niche and everything, and a big part of that has been kind of figuring out my rhythm for putting music out. So right now I've got about four songs out on Spotify, uh, which kind of goes everything from the John, John Mayer influences, but temporary, uh, kind of the more 
uh, ambient alt stuff with rest, and then two indie folk songs, Nursery Lie and Till This Is Right. I'm gonna keep on trying to put a couple more singles out in 2021, uh, and then keep on doing kind of a single every couple months in 2022, and ultimately hopefully encapsulate that in a full full release, uh, full length release in 2022 as well. So. That's awesome, man. Says you're clearly keeping busy in addition to being dad. You're putting out a lot of material there. So how would you tell people how to find you online? It's like social media, website. What's the best way for people to find John Hayes? Yeah, so you can look me up at John Hayes Official. That's J-O-N-H-A-Y-E-S Official. Once again, J-O-N. There's no H. No H in my name. But I say every single show, John with no H, Hayes Official. That's for Instagram as well as Facebook. And then you can just look up J-O-N-H-A-Y-E-S, John Hayes, on Spotify. Uh, that's probably the biggest way I could use help right now is uh, follow me on Spotify just to help boost those numbers. So, yeah. That is awesome. You know, there's an old Kenny Rogers song that says, I feel sorry for anyone who isn't me tonight. And I feel sorry for anybody who didn't get to hear you live just now. So, folks, you got to go out there. John Hayes official. Uh, check out his stuff. Uh, awesome brother in Christ uh, making some really great music. John, thanks for being with us, man. Okay, so we've got a real treat here at the Harmony Music Festival. We've got Mark Umfleet, and I'm so excited to talk to Mark uh, for a couple of reasons. I had the opportunity to work uh, with his daughter, Naomi, uh, earlier this year at a vacation Bible school, and uh, so that was really, really cool. So it's neat to uh, get connected with his family again, Uh, but I'm really excited to talk about his particular style of music, which may be a little bit uh, different for fans of uh, the Wild Man and Steve show, so we're going to get into that. So uh, first of all, Mark, we're, we're glad to have you. And just tell us a little bit about how you got into performing music. Well, uh, I grew up singing. I was in, um, I still remember the first song I ever sang in church when I was about eight or 10 years old, Little Flowers Never Worry, but um, sang in high school and then sang in a quartet in college at Indiana Wesleyan. But then kind of when I got into ministry, it just kind of fell by the wayside and then um I got invited to go out. I was out selling Kirby's, and I got invited by one of my salesmen to go out to karaoke. And uh, we went and sang karaoke, and I had fun with it, and I started singing more often at karaoke. Uh, you bought my own karaoke system and a bunch of CDs, and and um, and then I moved to be pastor of a, of a little town, Ekalaka, Montana, at uh, Medicine Rocks Church, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. The nearest neighbor was a mile away. Um, and uh, right after we arrived, the, the paper was advertising a talent show at the county fair. Uh, we ministered to two towns, Ekalaka and Baker. Ekalaka is about 400 people. Baker's, Baker's probably about 1,200 to 1,800 people. But they were advertising um, a talent show at the county fair. So, I, so I, I called the number that they had listed, and he said, oh, we're already booked. The paper wasn't supposed to run it again, but since you called, we'll let you sing one song. I said, okay. So I went in. And, the, and, I, and I got there, and so this was going to be the first real big public performance in a long time. thousand people in the grandstands, and he, and he says, he says, okay, um, you're going to be first. And so I went up there, and I sang Long Black Train by Josh Turner, oh. and the crowd just erupted. Um, and uh, the next year, 
before, as they were putting the talent show together, they called me. Um, I didn't have to call them. They called me and they said, everybody who sang last year is in agreement. They want you to do a whole half hour in the middle of the talent show. And so everybody else did one song and I had a full half hour and everybody said, you need to record. And so that's kind of where the, that was about 14 years ago. That's where the whole idea of traveling around singing came from. And shortly after I started writing songs and yeah. Well, obviously with the reference to Long Black Train, this is going to tip audiences off to, to the style of music. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and as we've talked before on the show and, and uh, Wildman and I have talked about it, we have uh, much broader taste than solely hard rock and heavy metal, although that's kind of where our deepest heart may lie. But uh, I absolutely love uh, country. I love, uh, you know, kind of the, the cowboy country. I love the outlaw country. I love uh, a lot of that stuff, especially back in the classic era from, you know, the 50s into the 80s and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, obviously you, you got that kind of sound. And we heard you earlier here uh, at the festival. And you, you, you've got such a great voice for that style of music. But tell us a little bit about your music writing. So you say you, you've gotten into the composition side of things. So so how does that go in for you? What, what, what is that like? How does that look for you? Well, here's the, here's the strange thing. I think every song I've written, I have written in the shower. And uh, the joke I say along with that is the problem with writing in the shower is your paper gets wet. But um, <laughs> it just, just, I don't know, it just happens that that's where it works. And I haven't written a lot, um, but uh, the, the song I wrote, I believe, that I sang today, um, released to radio and, and really did well. Um, and we're going to release another one here soon, um, probably in October, to, to radio is one I wrote to honor my wife, and it's titled, She's Gone for Good, Now I'm a Better Man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, the final bit of the chorus on that says, uh, every time that she's been given the choice of right or wrong, she's gone for good, and now I'm a better man. Because um, I'm like any typical guy, I've done some bonehead stuff, I've given her reasons to get mad, and... and uh, but she always chooses right, and uh, yeah, so. I love that play on words, and it, it immediately made me think of uh, the bride song, Hell No, We Won't Go, to Hell No, We Won't Go, but oh, it was yeah. a play on words there, and so I, I, I love that. So, so tell us a little bit about what you're trying to accomplish with your music. I mean, do you see this as kind of a, a, a New, a, a ministry thing in that you're really trying to upfront communicate the gospel of Jesus. Is it more of a subtle thing? Some artists like to come under the radar a little bit. Uh, and we've interviewed folks from all ends of that spectrum. And, and, and really, I will say all approaches are effective and, and, and work for different people. Just curious, kind of what, what is your goal with your music? I put together a concert of, of things that I've written, some covers and some, some old hymns that from start to finish is, is a, a straight-up, up-front um, gospel message. It's called The Door. I have an old, old farmhouse door that sits behind me, and I just walk people around the door using the door to represent relationship with Christ. Have people imagine that, that uh, it's the door of a place out in the darkness and uh, in dark woods or out on a dark, dark prairie, a single light shines from inside that comes from the glory of Christ and their their proximity to the door their relationship with the light defines their relationship with Christ and so then I use music and 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 spoken word to to just clearly um, lay out all the different relationships that a person can have with Christ being out in the darkness and not knowing him um, being out in the darkness but being drawn by the circumstances of life to the, the threshold of grace to those who are inside in the light as he is in the light, but don't have fellowship with him. You know, they stand in the presence of Christ, but their focus, their attention is out the window at the things of the world. You know, their curiosity and, and given opportunity, they would sneak out and experiment uh, if they could get away with it. To those who finally are in the light as he is in the light, having fellowship with him. That's how the concert ends. But, but um, then I give an invitation with the song that I was uh, going to finish with there. Um, and on average, 10% of every congregation uh, 
response to the gospel. On the way here, I sang in a, a, a church in South Dakota. Um, Thirty percent of the congregation responded to the gospel when when we when we gave the invitation about uh, you know right before the end of the concert. So it's very effective, and that's what I want to do. Taking it around around Montana is the concert. There's uh, 234 zip codes in Montana that have less than a thousand in population, and um, and very few, if any, are going to evangelize the lost in these rural, rural places. And uh, so we plan on traveling to over the next three years, getting to all all 234 with with the concert. And uh, um, we are convinced our God goal is to reach 10,000 souls for Christ in the next seven years. So I got to tell you that <laughs> as much as we are fans of music, we do, we love it and, and certainly loved what hearing you earlier uh, here today. It's that story right there that, that really captivates us on, on Wild Man Steve's show, and I think so many of our listeners, is just seeing what God is doing through music to draw people either to Him for the first time or right. into a deeper relationship with Him uh, if, if they've ever been walking there. I just I love that you're going after those zip codes, like you said, that are, that are less densely populated and may not be the focus of a big church uh, push, right. and you're going out there, and that's exactly what Jesus uh, called people to do. So where can people find you and what you're doing uh, online, social media, anything like that? Where would you direct people to find your stuff? Uh, to markumfleet.com. That has most of my concert schedule and talks about the door. You can look me up on Facebook um, and you can find uh, the door. I think it's uh, facebook.com backslash the door concert, I think is, is the tag on there. Um, our church is, is, is called The Point, and so our website for it is gettothepoint.church, uh, and the two is the number two, get to the point, and um, those are all the places that you can find me. All right, man, Mark, it's really great to have you. Uh, folks, definitely check out what Mark's doing online. Uh, it, is, it is good stuff, and I, I will tell you, one of the things about an audio interview is that as listeners, you don't get to see the person, but I will tell you, you can just tell by looking at this man's eyes, this guy has a heart for God. So uh, so check him out. I believe in the old rugged cross. I believe Jesus came to die to seek and save the lost. Oh, I believe. I believe, do you believe? I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe he died and rose again. I believe Jesus paid the price to save me from my sin, oh, I believe, I believe, do you Wild man, hey man, what's wrong? Well, it's kind of hard to say. I, you, you know, I'm a Petra fan, right? <laughs> of course, who doesn't know that? But, but what's wrong? Well, I think I'm going through withdrawal. Withdrawal? Yes, it, it's it's hard to explain, but I miss the days of um, Petra concerts, Petra CDs, Petra albums. I, I would just love to have those days back. You know, you can. What? Sure. I mean, even as we speak, Girder Records is having a sale on classic remastered Petra CDs and albums. What? Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at it right now on girdermusic.com. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. 
right here it says they're selling remastered Petra albums. Like watches wider than oh. not of this world. Oh never say die. Never say die. Oh my goodness. Ah back to the street and on fire. Ah, you you you've got to be kidding. You gotta be kidding me. Man, they even have John Schlitt's new band, The Union of Sinners and Saints. What, 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 what was that? Push the button. Wait, 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 wait. You, you want me to, to what? Push the buy button now. You know, I, I understand what you're saying, but... but Push the buy button now. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying... Push I'm, it now. Push the buy button now. Now. Okay, okay, okay. Wild man, just calm down a bit. Calm down. How do you expect me to calm down? How in the world do you expect me to calm down? Buy your favorite Petra albums now. Remastered, complete, with limited trading cards. Click the buy button now at girderrecords.com. Push the buy button now! Wildman and Steve show is now partnering with New Release Today. Find out more about them at newreleasetoday.com. And don't forget to check out our website where you can also leave us a review at wildmanandsteve.com. Thank you for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time.